Dave, along with Jess. Hello, dude. And Craig. White Castle of Fear, buddy. There you go. Bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling. No inside sources, no ties to the industry, just stories from the diehards, sharing opinions with you. And now on to our topic today, Super Brawl 3. Hit us up on Instagram at OWP2019. Click on Linktree. You can find us on several platforms, including Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. And anything we talk about is inspired by the WWE Network. So do yourself a favor and get your free month today to watch anything WWE, WCW, ECW, and more. Guys, you ready to Super Brawl? It's February, and it's the month of Super <laughs> Brawl. Uh, we forget about WCW. I forget how old we are. And I a forget lot of how good this remember- <laughs> I don't. Yeah, a lot of people remember WCW from... <laughs> Uh, that you know, it's just oh yeah, it was the the promotion that was in the Monday Night Wars. And that's all everybody remembers. I'm like, no, WCW was a big part of my childhood too. It was around way before that. And uh, February was the month that they always offered us Super Brawl. So I figured, let's uh, fucking let's do it. Let's uh, call a Super Brawl. Yeah. And we're doing Super Brawl three, which is considered by many one of the greatest WCW pay per views of all time. Yeah, it's it's pretty phenomenal. You got you again. Do yourself a favor and give the network for this one. You'll you'll uh, you'll enjoy it. Um, I just had a mind blowing moment. Sorry, Dave. Uh, I never made the connection. You said February, Jess. Uh, I never realized it was a play on words with Super Bowl. (laughs) Oh, you might have just taught me something too, right there. If I'm being honest with you, interesting. Uh, Like. Like it's always at the end of January. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. But like, right? Like Super Bowl in February. Yeah, Super Bowl. I could be like wrong. There. Yeah. But yeah, when you were right. saying I February, I went. <laughs> so <laughs> the brain just exploded there. So that could be uh, full of shit. I don't. I'll you want me to get? You want me to get into the logistics first of of where they are and what what it is? Jess, you want to talk do about what wrestling you fucking want to do. You're your own yeah, man. Yeah, it's your it. Yeah, Dave. All right, fuck. all right. I got you. So here, so I'll give you. I'm going to give you everything. Way too fast. I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're a man, Dave. You're a man. <laughs> I'm going to give you the opening and like kind of where we're at, what we're doing. So, so just give me an idea. This opens up to Sting getting severely whipped by Harley Race and and oh. Big Van Vader, also strangled by by the by the actual whip. That was and, legit uh, looking. Yeah, I mean, it was unbelievable watching Sting. It's because his ear curled. He's holding it. Yes, yes. It was a shot of his. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. man. It was something else. And then 
it's a really good it was one of those fun decent musical openings that you know um you just i don't know exactly where it comes from but and and then we 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 roll into Asheville, north carolina and there's 6500 people in attendance and it opens up with Eric Civic Shaw, Center, baby. Missy Hyatt, Missy Hyatt. And they immediately tell us that Ron Simmons has a shoulder injury. So Max Payne is going to replace Ron Simmons for the U.S. title match with Dustin Rhodes. Oh, man. Um, still should be good, though. No, it should, it should be great. Right. Be great. <laughs> uh, uh, he got his lawyers out and he talked his way into the match. Um then Johnny B. Bad is introduced, and I could have sworn we were going to see Johnny B. Bad in an opening match because that's what you almost always right. See. Yeah, and he, maybe he was hurt or something. I'm not sure. So, hang yeah, on a second. He was before inter- we, yeah, before we delve into this, I, I got to do my uh, who was champions uh, at this time. Yeah, uh, please. What are go we, ahead. February. We're February, and the WWF Heavyweight Champion is Bret the Hitman Hart in mm-hmm. February of 19th, in his first title run. Uh, the tag team champions were Money Incorporated. Steiners might have yep. lost. I don't remember. Um, uh, and then the Intercontinental that. Champion here is Shawn Michaels in WWF yeah. of early oh, 1993. So we, and we have here. So the, I just realized, too, that there was no television championship match on this card. There was the U.S. and the World Heavyweight slash NWA Heavyweight Championship. The WCW tag team champions here were Shane Douglas and Ricky Steamboat, of all people. They weren't, and they weren't on the card. They were not on the card. Uh, yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why. But yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, so, uh, it, yeah. So, like I said, 65,000 people in attendance. It seems small. 6,500. Yeah, 6,500, Dave. Let's calm down. Yeah, I'm sorry. 6,500. I'm trying to. Yeah, I don't know why I say 1,000. 6,500 is a very small audience. But they uh, they bring it, you know. They they get really excited. You, and you can, can I them. say this too? Out of all the years, you know, most people. What are your favorite WCW years? A lot of people will say anything that involves the NWO yeah. Monday Night Wars, or whatever. I, for some reason, in my this heart, and one. I don't know why, 1993 was my personal favorite WCW year. I don't know why. They're uh, they're loaded with talent, we, Jess. At this we time. got the Shockmaster in this year. We got all kinds of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're gonna, there, there was a lot of bad there there was always a lot of bad shit in WCW before the NWL. So I'm not suggesting there was there was a, that they calmed was a down. ton of good stuff too. What I, mean, I am saying is like, yeah, you saw the 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 rise of Harlem Heat in '93. You saw Vader '93. Again, not, not even Vader's card for Harlem Heat. Right. Vader. Well, yeah, Harlem Heat was crazy. Not. Um it was crazy. But yeah. Va- this this was the year of Vader and uh Every yeah, pay-per-view, yeah. I mean, like, God, uh, Slamboree, which was the pay-per-view after this, he took on the British Bulldog, Vader did, uh, for the world title. Great match. Uh, yeah, in coming, the summer, yeah. mm-hmm. In the summer, besides the silly vignettes, we had Sting and Bulldog against Sid and Vader. Later on in the year, Starcade, uh, Flair defeated Vader. Uh, we had all oh, kinds yeah, of cool uh, Cactus Jack, Halloween Havoc in October of 93. <sighs> Cactus Jack gets his rise. Vader, I'm not saying he's responsible. Yeah. But he prompted because he was a monster. So many great, talented people got the spot. This is like the, 93 that would become that would go on to you become can argue, legends. You can argue it's, uh, it's Vader's peak right around this time. Yeah, sure. this was I, I loved this year of uh, WCW. And real quick note too, uh Bill Watts was fired just a couple weeks. Uh, excuse me, a couple of weeks before this event. Everybody knows the dreadful run that he had for eight months prior. Uh, he took the second half of 92 and flushed it on the goddamn toilet and 
you know, took mm-hmm. the mats away from the outside of the ring and you can't jump off on a prone opponent on the, uh, uh, the top rope. And yeah, all, he all this crazy stuff. Yeah. yeah, he fucked the company up. But two weeks before they finally had enough for him. So let him go. So there was still if you notice um, on this pay-per-view Super Bowl three heels and faces came out of separate entrances. Did you notice that? I no. didn't see that. Not at I all. Didn't. Yes. When they pull back, if you look, there's two little, you know, the sil- they had the silver like confetti or whatever hanging down or whatever that's yeah, called. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. The curtain. Yes. They, if you go look uh, at the, the, uh, the shot of the whole arena, it was like a triangle, like if I'm describing it right. So like there was the heel yeah, yeah. and the face entrance and then it narrowed down like into the V of a triangle and then it, it merged into one aisle that came to the ring. That's why mm-hmm. when Johnny B. Bad comes in, when you say that they announced him, he walks through guardrails and walks over like blank concrete where nobody was sitting. And then he high fives the people in the front row that are not in the front row to the ring, but on the floor, if that makes any sense. Yeah, and then yeah. he climbs mm-hmm. up on the stage. So it was all there was two separate entrances for heels and faces. Oh, wow. Side. And that was uh, Eric Watts again trying to bring everything back to the fucking 70s and shit like that. But he was let go because of yeah. racial comments and the fact that he, he sucked at uh, doing what he did here in WCW. The yeah. Whole, yeah. The direction this, this, this is really company. this is really the first uh, pay-per-view under Bischoff, right? At this yes. Point. He was not executive Even, vice president. He was a production uh, executive production. Something. I was going to say, is this Jim Jim Hurd era who had the book here? No, no. That Jim Hurd was before Bill Watts. Even uh, Jim yeah. Hurd was more like 90 through like 91 or something like that. Or 89 before Flair left the first yeah. time. Okay. Yes. Yep. And then uh, Bill Watts came back here. And that was also part of the reason why Bill Watts got fired because Flair makes his return here, which we'll get to. But uh, they started yeah, fighting about deal. money and, and after the racial comments-ish that, that he made, there was a lot of controversy about Bill Watts being Hank Aaron, of all people, long story, was really a good friends with Ted Turner, as TBS is known for oh. Braves baseball. And so he did an interview a year before he got the job where Bill Watts did. And he was talking about, uh, you know, if a business owner doesn't want to hire a homosexual person or a person of color, they shouldn't have to. And so basically, that's what he said in an interview. Wow. And it wasn't as bad as I just made it sound right now. However. Uh, you know, we we laugh today when a comedian says something and they get called out from something they said 10 years ago and they pay for it. Now, back here, he said it like a year and a half before he even got this job. Hank Aaron heard the interview a year and a half later yeah. and went to the the high ups of TBS, Turner being one of them. I think said, he was a TNT exec, too, or Turner exec at the time. Also, I, possibly you, you could be very well. You, you, you're probably right. Um, and so Hank Aaron, of all people, so pushed hard for Bill Watts to get fired, to get this guy out of there. I don't want him in there. So they finally did, and he was making bad booking decisions. Then Flair leaves WWE. It's a slam dunk, right, to come over back to WWE. I was WWE. wondering you're going to no, mention cause, that. Yeah, because yeah, now Bill Watts is fucking, no, I don't want to pay him that much money. So they're like, you know what? We're fucking done with you. So about two weeks before this pay-per-view, he's gone. So now Bischoff takes over as like executive producer. And uh, yeah. there's really no like Dusty Rhodes is booking again. Flair got brought back here to book as well as BS on screen. Flair also had a no compete clause. So he did Flair for the gold for about three or four months. And then once his uh, no compete clause ended, he was back like in. That. So sorry, I didn't mean to yep. derail the episode. No, no, no it's all good. The, I was, that's I was all, that was all the, the politics that were going on in the back. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because because that because that flare thing really matters. Getting released from WWE hate or WWF at the time saying we can't we got to go younger. So they sent Flair packing and Flair was on his way back. And that's a big contribute as to why Bischoff becomes in charge. Essentially, essentially is yeah. a big part of that. So um, I just have to say that. I don't know if you guys heard the Johnny B bad music. Um, it looks like 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's typical. It. He's so pretty. And he and he and he looks like and he looks like little Richard. Little Richard. It's in the it's in the lyrics. I'm like, just no like way. Don't like, be fooled by his looks. He has a mean left hook. He has a mean. That's left right. And then something's so bad is it gonna be bad? Exactly. I was like, oh geez. And so can um, I say that when I first saw him come out, first of all, I don't know why WCW always did this. Like they had like a like hosts of the show on the podium before they took it down to let's go down exactly. the ringside with whatever. They had like a hundred people they bishop Missy Hyatt Missy and, and then trying to be bad. Missy Hyatt looking finer than wine, if I may say so. Uh, even though she's kind of a bitch in like in real life and just a pain <laughs> from, what I hear, from what I hear from other people's stories. I've never worked with her. I, know, I, did, uh, I she, didn't know that. Her, she was looking good in that red dress. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, that her Johnny B. Bad and Eric Bischoff like welcome us. And I'm like, well, thank you for that. And they're like, let's go down to ringside with Tony Schiavone and Jesse Ventura. I'm like, you could have just opened the pay-per-view with Ventura. Yeah, you could have yeah, uh, took it right there. And, and Schiavone. Yeah. Why? Yeah, they really they literally did that didn't for say years. anything. Yeah, and then they kept going back to them. Like yes. the entire yeah. car yeah, they, they just do. standing yeah, well, there for no reason. It's, it's, it's funny. There's some funny lines in there we'll get into. With, yeah, with, then, with um, Johnny B. Bad, I was first just angry that he was even there. And then after a while, I'm like, he's so ridiculous. He makes me smile. And I don't know why. Yeah, he made like, me he laugh just, like the entire time. Oh there's goodness, there's some like great lines later. We'll we'll get into it. But <laughs> uh, And then Max Payne, uh, Payne plays the national anthem by guitar, which. Uh, why? Because yeah, he's know. a heel. And he has yeah, to he's a heel, yeah. and, and even though he's a last-minute replacement for it was supposed to be Simmons against uh, Rhodes for the U.S. title. Sure, you don't. Why do you want? If you're going to play the national anthem, you're going to get cheered. It's America, goddammit. it! Like everybody, so he plays that. I'm like, isn't that the heel you're supposed to need yeah. to get booed against Dustin later? Why the fuck would he be doing something where everyone's going to cheer? Like you know, and, and it's and the equivalent of like Marilyn talent. Manson doing that. I think, I think uh, it's a, yes, I, think, yeah. I, think, I think it's simply a money saver at the moment, and yet who uh, there's a. Someone getting turned within two weeks, and it's just like, oh, he's doing it. Okay, cool, whatever. Let me just let me get my hands on the meat and potatoes. Who cares? About and that? the national anthem sung by the lead singer of Corn, Jonathan Davis. <laughs> Davis. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Davis. Davis. Just stop it. Just so. So there's no uh, dark match here. Uh, I'm just going to jump right into this. Thank uh, God. Jump into it, bro. Right. I love it. The, uh, the opening the match. The opening is match fire. is the Hollywood Blondes, Brian Pillman and Steve yeah. Austin. Uh, they defeated Eric Steve Watts Austin. and Marcus Alexander Bagwell in 16 minutes 34 seconds. So let me. I'm just going to mm-hmm. go to my notes like I always do, and I'll let you guys elaborate. More. Do it to it. Uh, yeah. Uh, when Bill Watts was fired, why wasn't Eric immediately fired as well? Uh, that was my first question. Um, <laughs> however, what you know, whether or not Eric Watts should have been in the spotlight is a totally that's not the question. Time, but he could. But, but he could work. Wasn't he wasn't that bad here? I was expecting yeah. shit all over him. He wasn't that bad, mainly because he's in the ring with Steve Austin and Brian Pillman. Yeah. Like they made sure he could that sell. He, he sold. And Bagwell's nothing yes. to sneeze at at this moment either. No, I mean, and Bagwell was green here too, but he was fine. Bagwell was totally fine yeah. here. And Bag- I thought he was it was great. interesting. I thought it was also interesting that like Eric did the selling. Like Bagwell was on the outside the whole time, and Eric was getting his ass kicked and did the selling, did the selling, and he wasn't that bad. I know the legend of Eric Watts is like God. He was fucking awful and. He was Bill's son, and that is why he was put in the spotlight to begin with. But he wasn't that bad here. And Austin was in fucking fantastic shape. Like, I mean, he Austin was rich. Yeah. Like here, it was just, it was great to see him and Pillman Young again. I give it a thumbs in the middle. It was a good opener. For, it could have been a disaster, 
And this was the beginning of the Hollywood Blondes. They they had worn matching tights here, but I don't think WCW Brass allowed them to use Hollywood Blondes yet. Shortly no, after. I was yeah. going to say, I was going to ask you, guys, did, you did you hear the yep. name Hollywood Blondes? Because I no. didn't. And I wanted no, to make sure it, because that. It's because they pushed it because Dusty Rhodes, the famous story is like Steve was supposed to get a singles push and then Dusty changed on them. No, we what we're going to do is we're going to put you to Brian Pillman. It's going to be a good, uh, Baby good thing. We like you. We like you right where you're at. You and we'll do. So that was the whole big thing. So he said, fine. And so they, they, and they made happy. it work. They liked each other, Pillman and Austin. They became really good friends from this pairing, but they made it work. They're like, fuck, let's buy matching tights. Let's get cool music. I love their music. And uh, let's do the camera thing. And they did the whole thing. Like, they just owned this fucking gimmick. And it was so good. But yeah, they were not yeah. using Hollywood Blondes yet here. It was just Steve Austin. It was it was the winners of this bout, the team of Steve Austin and Brian Pillman. Yeah. Like, so it weird, wasn't man. there yet. So it wasn't fully baked and fully approved. But they were they were great in this match and they babied Watts and Bagwell. And I don't mean to shit on Bagwell, but uh they babied Watts. They made sure Watts wasn't in anything up over his head. They did offense on Watts where Watts could sell. They safety. controlled the whole thing. And they, they still had the, yeah, they had their way with them though, too. Like they no, yes. Yeah, the way Craig, they cut them off point. the entire match, they were they great. cut them off. They used heel tactics to to control and, and ultimately when they they yeah. were the ring generals in the entire match, which is why I gave it a thumbs up. Also, there was great banter with Tony and Jesse. It was getting I was kind of laughing a little bit because it's you know Tony's like well, yeah are, they were are good. You gonna, are, are you are you going to say anything? Or are you just going to sit there? Like <laughs> I was like yeah. oh my god. And Jesse's like, don't you tell me what to do. Um, and, yeah, they were and salty. Like I said, yeah, they got very it was, salty. It was fun. It was fun salty. It wasn't. Yeah, and, and you can tell they're having fun with each other. But also, the blondes use heel tactics the entire time, and eventually use heel tactics to actually take the victory. I, I gave it a thumbs up. I mean, in, I guess in spite of Eric Walks, because I, I, I look, I'm like, oh, fucking Eric, what, what is going on here? But then he kind of, he like didn't stink up the sheets, you know, like he did okay. And I was like, that surprised oh. me. Yeah, you that surprised look- me, and I gave it a thumbs up because it was a good opening match. The crowd was into it. Um, you know, I, I know you're that close, probably to a thumbs up. Just if, if one person's replaced, you give it a thumbs up, maybe. But like I said, uh, Austin and Pillman were just totally in sync, probably a lot earlier than they should have been at, at the uh, the point of this team coming together. But um, I gave it a thumbs up. I, I enjoyed it. They they yeah, were two also- pros and they were great. Go ahead, Craig. Sorry. I gave it a thumbs up also. It makes more sense what Eric Watts did, knowing that uh, his dad resigned two weeks before this because he really resigned. had to prove himself. The crowd booed the shit out of Eric Watts, and now it makes sense because yeah. his dad wasn't there. So you, you, there were smart marks there were, in the internet. There stuff were Austin like, chants right as the match was starting, by the way. Just wanted, and, yes, there I was. Yeah. That. And yeah. He, he ate and he sold the entire time, and it wasn't, he just built to like little Bagwell's hot tag, but he, but he spent a lot well. of time like, taking I was surprised. He really like, did. When they threw him up. Like, you know, there was a segment there where every time he'd get back in the ring, he'd get an advantage and then they would cut him off yeah. and would throw him out through the middle rope. The way he twirled out over the middle rope, it was safe. It was a wrestling bump. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like he was lost and he couldn't. He was just stumbling all over. Everything that Eric Watts did, I was like, he's bumping correctly. He's he's mm-hmm. looking fine in there. Like, he was I just, was actually uh, surprisingly impressed. At that Watts moment. never, he, yeah. that's the problem. Like, he never had any flow as a wrestler. He, he just never had a, a crispness and a a sharpness to his and like efficiency of moves. Like he just wasn't, he was never a wrestler in there, but this is probably the best match he ever had. Um, but you, I just remember like, cause I was looking at the whole match and he's a big dude, but I was just like, there was, he was just always a little bit off 
which yeah. um, being Bill Watts' son. He was, son, he but was like, green but as shit. He was like, good. He was, he was good in this He's put match. on the yeah. national spotlight when he had no business. He should have yeah. seasoned for three or four years in like indies and then come. Yeah. He might have been much better, but yeah, he just... Yeah. You so it's like, look chest. at me. That's when you get. In the I can eat shit, guys. My dad's gone. I'm like, I'm part of you guys, right? I'm part of the team. Like, I'll eat shit. Like, no, no, no. I'll be in there 50 minutes, Marcus. I'll do so. Do whatever, Steve. You be shit on me. Yeah, uh, yeah. So he's, yeah. Got work, so he's got. He's got to open body, and then he gets in the hunt. <laughs> that was the big. <laughs> and it's so, like his. So, so the next segment the, here, Dave, yeah. is uh, you're going to cover uh, Rickus Flair. Uh, well, it, 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 it's Rickus. interesting though. There's like I don't know if you guys caught this, but there was a quick sting montage. I swear it's being cut off. Is that something that's like no? No, it, it is. is. It's the entire yeah. White Castle of Fear uh, uh, cut up into like thirty second clips, which is we, fucking we never stupid talked about that. It's by the literally way, by fifteen the way, to twenty second clips. Yes, we should have talked about this. Going White Castle of Fear is is like infamous because this was when like Watts started pushing like these silly skits and vignettes. They did it for Halloween Havoc '92 where Jake Roberts was like in this dark room playing poker and he had like a midget. So with to your him point, this was all pre-recorded with the Watts era and yes. they just had to go yeah. with it. Purest yes. Bill Watts, by but the way, no, who wants I, to I, do I, all this but shit. Let me, let me stop you right now because they actually kept with it because they did that. Uh, remember the midget and the boat and the blow up of the, yes. where they blew up the boat. Uh, yeah. So they did a, uh, uh, they and that would want a Russell Crap Award, by the way. So they continued <laughs> the dumb vignettes on. However, it uh, Super Bowl was a better buy rate than their usual stuff. And uh, Bash of the Beach that year in '93 did the best buy rate of did all very, their pay reviews well. all yeah. year. Uh, so it's like it's weird. It looked like, like a Mentos commercial with the boat blowing. As dumb as <laughs> as dumb as a lot of the vignettes were, it catches people's. It's what WWE did, right. even though. WWE was much better, or WWF back here was much better at it. WCW was trying. It's just a way to catch you catch the yeah. lowest common denominator of your audience when you do that. I know that sounds mean, yeah. but it's true. So as dumb as it was for us, it was something that people no. that will play over in their head. It's a theme. And if it tells if you research really says it's working and buy rates, you yes. keep doing it, and it did. And it was, and they and it was awful. Yeah. So the White Castle fear is infamous. It was a Sting legitly, you know, no face paint, uh, Oakley sunglasses on. Gets on a helicopter, goes to the Himalayas. Apparently, where it's all snowy. Goes he got an imitation. Jess. He had a nice scroll imitation out. where we're supposed Fear. to meet. On goes, the in, White goes, it goes into this hollowed out mountain, like an evil, like an evil layer, like uh, Doctor Evil, like uh, the hollowed out mountain. It's all snowy, and he goes inside and goes down this cave, like hallway. But it wasn't even Vader, that long, Jess. That's, like you're getting ahead of it. Like you're getting you, like four montages in now. Like that's no, no. Problem. But I mean, this is they aired this whole thing. They aired. Yeah, this they whole should have shown the before. whole thing together, yeah. but they showed it in ten second increments. But Jess yes. is like saying the whole. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm on saying, YouTube. Right? It's but the not even that. They debuted all. the whole. They debuted the whole in the weeks leading up to the pay per view. So people already seen it, and then they cut it up throughout the pay per view to keep reminding you. So it looked funny to you, Dave. Is my point? Is like yeah, that's, that's, that they, was my question. They, yeah, they aired it originally as like the full on like you know ten minute clip or whatever it was, and it's just ridiculous. And so yeah, like he gets there, and the Vader's like a Viking king or whatever. He's got a food full, a uh, table full of like fruit and food with his little fucking headgear sitting in the middle, and it's just so silly talking. Like yeah, there's a whole thing like Sting, take me on to the White Castle of Fear match. Well, what's that? It's a strut match. <laughs> Anywho, like, you what an appetizer off the table of food <laughs> and women. Oh. Wench, give him sausage. Anyway. Do you want to so, fight me in a strap match? Like it's silly talk. Once, once we roll off of that to where Jess was going, it's basically Johnny Vat <laughs> and Bischoff saying, "I hear Flair is here. Oh. Missy's got the scoop." And for Bischoff some reason, they, they take a big old shit on Missy Hyatt when she gets to the limo, 
Like, first of all, they throw her up against the limo and search her like she's like it was a woman cop. It was a woman cop. Hey, everything's I'm fine. with you. You know, but that's fine. okay. And then the Apparently women get okay. out of the limo and like push her aside. Yeah, and the women the push her away. And then like Flair gets out and just goes woo, and then walks away. And Missy doesn't get just the have a cold open like with it with the limo pulling up and him getting out. It was so know, unnecessary. Yeah, getting Missy involved makes. But they no had sense yeah they had to do the the Missy Hyatt ditzy blonde skit they, that that I never, have clearance. I can be here. Like they don't know who she is. Like they're all looking at yeah. even Craig Dillinger yeah. was back there. He's like, bitch, I don't know who you are. Get the fuck out. Like, and I'm like, you, you're Craig Dillinger. You know exactly who she is. You work for yeah. WCW. Like, it was really weird. I don't you know why they always did that with Missy. It's when you're, when you're when you're sleeping with Bischoff and then you and Pillow Talk, Whoa. you're like, <laughs> you're like oh, well, I should do a segment That's with that player thing. Huh? Six, Frank? Uh, no, not right now, Ed. Uh, we got work to do. Yeah. That's Pillow not talk. that has not been confirmed <laughs> allegedly by my sources. <laughs> um, <laughs> How is that for you, baby? Good. I was wondering, can I do an interview with Flair when he comes back? Uh, whatever, baby. Fuck, I don't care. I have to, yeah, I have to get this we'll company off the ground. We'll, we'll work out something. Um, okay. It's all made so, up, by the way. When, when you think about this next match on paper, like this is just <laughs> So I got it. The next what? match is two cold Scorpio defeating Chris Benoit in a singles match in 19 minutes and 59 seconds of a 20-minute yep. time limit match. Ah, whoo. Uh, so so mm-hmm. so so oh god i'm gonna cry uh i i this is my my note said my god this match how underappreciated was too cold um yes this is my favorite oh my version of crispin Benoit. it's why i fell in love with crispin Benoit to begin with in the way he worked uh it's this is the biggest thumbs up i can fucking give a match I loved I god damn it yeah. this match was just fucking beautiful all their transition spots and you just too cold is legitly so fucking underrated. It's criminal. And yes. man, like Benoit yeah. here wasn't the Benoit that came back during the Monday Night Wars and wasn't the Benoit that would go on to, you know, do, win the world title at WrestleMania. Win world titles. Yeah. But I mean, he was so un like controlled here. He was New Japan style wrestling. He was just both these guys, the stuff they were doing, I was like, this is, I always say flow like water. This was just pretty perfect professional wrestling. It was amazing to watch all their spots were good uh especially um at the end it, it could it almost fucked up at the end the way they wanted the three count to hit one second before the time limit went up but it still yeah, worked you've... that crowd was ooing and awing every move yeah. and they didn't really know who benoit was here he was relatively new so too cold they did know um but they still they had the crowd eating out of the palm of their hands you just watch like regular things they did like uh uh, uh, too cold jumped at Benoit and Benoit sidestepped him and he fell on his face and the crowd's all oh like it was yeah. awesome like and I was like this is professional wrestling this match was beautiful yeah go ahead say take it I, sorry I, I I put I put thumbs up right away I put great pacing I said Benoit looks so young here <laughs> you know I, yeah. I get why they probably put a mask on him in New Japan because he was just a baby face like like a real baby face he just looked like a baby. And um, I, I questioned the 20 minute time at first because I, I, I in my mind, I couldn't remember the end of the match. I'm like, if this thing goes through time of the draw, I'm going to I'm going to I'm probably going to throw some on the television because that's horseshit in a pay-per-view. And luckily that didn't happen because um, at that point, you don't care who wins. You just want somebody to win. Right. 15, 15 seconds to go. And someone has to. Here it is. A roll up. One, two in the countdown. He was trying to draw the suplex. He counted it. One, two, three. Oh, he got it. 
I said there was there was a ton of moves just to get to an arm drag and and a, and a real clothesline and a lariat that would change the 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 outcome of the match possibly, and that it's just they told a real story. Benoit puts that high crab in, and you can tell Benoit's not rushing anything, even though they're going right to the two second you know warning of twenty minutes, and um, that top rope backdrop that that when Benoit you know, quote unquote hurts himself in the process was beautiful. It was just so good. And the story is told so well. I did say that I felt like the end, the last 60 seconds got a little sloppy, but I think it's tough to try to time it correctly. They were trying to do rapid Um, pinfalls and time it out right for the end. Yeah. And and they made some mistakes there, but I'll, I'll pin that to the fact that they probably had never worked together before. And if if most people saw that match and you said, "Hey, these guys haven't worked together until today," I'm like, "That's a lie." So I'll 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 let that one go because that was pretty much the first time they'd worked like that together. I was I was excited to the end as long as I got a winner, which I did. I got two two cold Scorpio doing it basically within a second of the 20 minute limit, and I I was like, "Good." I was I was going to give it a thumbs middle if it went to a draw, to be honest, because I couldn't remember it was so long ago. But the fact that I would still give a thumbs up this match. It, it's so good. I, like, no, I just get mad. I just get mad. You're on a pay-per-view that you should have a freaking winner. You should have a winner. God dang it. You know, um, I just get really crazy about that. There shouldn't be a draw on a pay-per-view. It's that's not appropriate. So but it didn't have to go that way. So it was an immediate thumbs up. It wasn't even a question at that point. Um, I, I love the match. It could have been what the opener, think, too, by the way. Uh, thumbs up. Yeah, good. Point. Um, uh, Scorpio was amazing at this point. They both were uh, a young, hungry Benoit. Those tights are terrible, little leopard skin stuff. But um, <laughs> hey, man, you're trying uh, out I, what works for. I, I forgot how great Scorpio was, and if he would have kept the weight off his entire career, like, um, I, I, my notes were like he went to the ring in the very beginning and he danced, and I was like, he's blown up. Like this is ridiculous. Like he. He looks tired right there. He's like out of breath as he does his dance and then points at Benoit. And then he goes 19 minutes and 59 seconds and he does it flawlessly. I think the only uh, detriment to this match would be there's a little bit of a, I, I feel like it's complaining about Picasso's art or whatever, but like sure. yeah. there were maybe give it 15 minutes instead of 20. Um, there were a few rest holds, but the story they told and they had fun with each other and they were intense and it was great. It really was great. Made both guys. Yeah, they did a great job. Love I, it. I, uh, I enjoyed Goddamn it. This match was good. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it immensely. So uh, the next thing Scor- we have, and, 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 and don't forget, oh, right, don't forget the mat, don't forget the song about Two Cold Scorpio. By the way, just you know, oh, of course. Your, I mean that yeah. that capped it off. Yeah. Uh, the next was Dave an interview segment with Max Payne talking about how he's lost her but replacement. Don't forget, don't forget that Bischoff is <laughs> working hard to get you to call on the nine hundred line. I got a bunch of money too. Oh, I, I like money. Yeah. I like money, though. I like money. I like money. I like money. Can't believe you like money, too. Oh, that's right. By the way, Michael P.S. Hayes right. and Dustin Rhodes are ready to talk to you today, right now. But to your point, he does do an interview with Max Payne, and he plays taps for Dustin Rhodes. For Dustin Rhodes. Which, okay, so this fine. is two segments with Max Stupid Payne. 
Continue. Hey, man, maybe he was cheap. Already. The next match is a WCW debut match. They had already announced it before this pay-per-view, <sighs> but this was the debuting Davey Boy Smith, the British Bulldog. He defeated Bill Irwin in five minutes and 49 seconds. I That's swear to God, long. this I swear to God, this match was 15 minutes. Like I when I watch it, it was I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry, Craig. I have to close my eyes. When I no, say don't be. I, uh, I feel the exact same way. It was terrible. I, I yeah, we put, were talking like, about this earlier. My comments were like so bad, somehow so long, even for five minutes and thumbs down. Why are you going to have him debut and look like he struggles against Bill Irwin? Wild don't get Bill me wrong. Irwin. He did yeah. his press slam. He did all the shit. But Bill Irwin got offense in and put him in a wear it on hold and shit like that. Yeah, he's put like, him in shoes. Like, what the hell's going like, on? Why? If yeah. you're going to just, like, have him in a squash match, do it. Like, do I you don't want care. to get your shit like, in? What shit do you want to get in? What stuff do you want to do? Besides be fat and red and whip. The, what, like, what do you do? Why like, do you blame this on on the bulldog? I don't know if he had any say that. He just came in. No, nah, yeah, they did what he told. I just wish that it was just, like, fuck, like, just have him, have him. Or all five so, minutes, Davy Boy should just destroy him. Like, I mean, that's sure. what a yeah, strong and, debut. And walk around. And, and then he gets out, like, Davy hey, Boy, what? after the yeah. match. And Davy Boy's like, Vader, I'm coming for you. I'm like, you struggled kind of against Bill, Any, uh, Bill Irwin. We'll, we'll, so we'll, we'll get Vader. Jess, we'll, let's get, we'll get to the interview. That's a whole separate subject. We, so, oh, Andy, I, I say that, thumbs man. down. Dave, what do you think about the match? You shut, you shut your mouth, so, Jess. No, no, here's the thing. Mouth. No, no, no. Here, I, I'm defending Davey here all the way, Craig, because they. No, I'm not saying. I'm not saying anything he did before. I, no, and, and Jess is Jess is not 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 di- not dissing on Davey either. They they couldn't have fucked up a debut a Davey boy any more than they did here. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Even though I will give the match a thumbs middle because the crowd was hyped every time Davey hit every one of his major moves. They were into it. They knew who he was. I, I, I put in my notes. British Bulldog was massive. Oh my god, he was like the biggest he could have been, and I don't know if anybody saw Wild Bill Irwin just whipping in like every every other second. He had that whip; you can hear it everywhere. He was whipping that thing every. That whip was cracking. I mean, good for you. Like that. That's <laughs> you're just you're just good ripping you, off Bill. Wild Bill. Like you can just okay, all right. You know. Um. So there's a couple of things in here that I get really mad about. It does display Davy's power quite well, even though it's Jess's point. Like, what the fuck is Wild Bill Irwin putting Davy Boy into a chin lock? How is that even possible? Like, Davy Boy's got a hundred pounds on him. It's but not it's his even- debut. If they were, if they do this on WCW yes. Saturday night, fine. You want to get and, and that's Irwin a, that's a, a whole other issue. Yeah, Jess, to your this point, he should have had a de- debut de- on pay per view. You shouldn't do a debut on pay per view. That that that's in my notes as well. To your point, but there's some things that get kind of funny. Like, there. there you know when this match is off the rails, when the commentators just don't know what to do. And I'll give you some examples. So they start talking about Davey Boy's hair. Okay. And <laughs> His why? Why? You know, first of all, because there's nothing to talk about because this match doesn't make any sense. So literally Shivani and Jesse are looking at her like, well, we got to talk about something. So literally um, Jesse turns around to Shivani and says, what? Lois won't do your hair like that. And Shivani's like, no, she won't. She won't take the time to do that. Um, about David Boy's cornrows and his and his beads and his hair. And then on, on top of that, when you have to talk about the origin of the Irish whip, <laughs> I'm just yeah. I'm just tell, I'm just telling you That's that the match, squash match has gone on way too long. Yeah, and, it, it's gone. It's and gone during awry. the replay after yes. the match, they replayed the, the vertical suplex. 
Did you notice when he vertical suplexed Bill Irwin, his white beads fell all over the fucking mat? Yeah, yeah, they exploded. Yeah, yeah they were everywhere. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I did yeah. see that. It wasn't in my notes, but I did see that. Yeah. But because of the power of David Boy, because of the crowd reaction, they were so hot to see him. I'll give it, I'll give it a thumbs middle, but that's being gracious because it's none of this, Craig, because I love you too. But I'm I would say this anyway if I if, if you weren't on the podcast right now. None of Even this is David Boy's you. fault. No, no, I love you always. But if you weren't on the podcast, I'd still defend it. None of this is Davy Boy. It's not his fault. I, I appreciate the sentiment and fault. I agree with you. Thumbs in the middle because of Davy's pop. It was huge when it yeah, came they, out. They it was, was so huge. And it should yeah. have been over in a minute and sent everyone home happy. And it didn't. And it treated it like it was a mid-card match. And the only thing not that Davy's Not even a mid-card pay-per-view match. A mid-card match on like on yeah. WCW Nitro or something. Yeah, right? but what it was Davy's fault was the promo after. It no, was their no, fault for I, letting him do it I'll, after he was no. blown up and tired and out of I, shape. I, I, but, I no, I I'm I'm telling you, not dude, not his fault. I'm telling he was, you, no he was way. Awful. Davey There's Boy's no off, way. Awful promo. I'll, I'll, uh, it, it was awful. Gauge the crowd. It it was awful, but I'm it, not I'm not mad at it. I'm, I'm four minutes forty five seconds too long. <laughs> World Heavyweight Championship, Heavyweight no, Champion uh, World. Yeah, that was okay. my favorite. Oh, fuck. So, here, so here's what tired. happens. They do they Me do and another, all my fans. Okay, cricket, I'm, I'm going to try to cricket. I'm going to try to lay down the story. So Davey Boy wins the match after five minutes, and it's a lot of work. He's getting chin locked. He's getting pushed down, and it does wear on you. I don't care what anybody says. Then they do the cutaway to Vader segment where, you know, I, I felt like it cut off again because they only did 30 seconds of it, and they immediately go back. And Shivani is interviewing Davey Boy on the spot. Why would you do that right after the match? Davey Boy is completely out of breath. Completely <laughs> yeah. out of breath. Okay? Yeah. Um, he can't catch his breath. He flubs so many lines. He says champion of the champions twice. He can't. He's talking up, trying to set up Vader. And, like, yeah, and not to mention, it telegraphs Vader winning. He's saying he wants Vader yes. next for the title. And if Vader happens to win, which I'm not saying yeah. he will, but he might. But if he does, I'm coming after <laughs> you. I'm coming for it's you. Like, I'm like, oh, my God. And like, like what? In so, the offset so chance, if this even... makes perfect sense, and he does win, and I will get him next pay-per-view. If so that does like, why, So here's, here's an idea. Here's what they would do in... And, and the, you know where the, where the big boys play because so WWF true. is where the big boys play. They would have that interview already done, and they would make it look like he just came off and he won the tie or he won the match. And he was sweaty. He'd just you know throw some water on him and just go into it. And they would they would do about three or four takes, and they would already it would be pre recorded. They would wait a full match, and then they would talk to David Boy on the pre recorded set because that's how you would fucking do it in '93. But no. We're going to do it right from the ring in 30 seconds when he can't even breathe. Get, Calm down. Not, Bishop just took the fault. company over. Calm down. He's trying to fix things. He's working hard. <laughs> All I'm saying is, but, but what I'm saying is like, like Craig, Craig wants to really dump on David Boy because he's the David Boy fan. And he wants to take responsibility. None of that is Davy's fault. None of it. He got, he if got it was Hogan, so Hogan would have handled it. If it was Flair, oh Flair would have handled it. I don't it. believe it. I don't believe it. No. Hogan would, I believe it 100% Hogan. Hogan, Hogan <laughs> when have you ever seen Hogan do an interview after a match? He Actually, did an that's a good point. That, that's a very good point. Bulldog would have said, I'm not doing an interview. That's bullshit. Why would I do that after the match? Hogan's <laughs> like, brother, I don't, that doesn't work for me, brother. Like, I'm telling that's you. Actually, brother. you know what, Dave? I'm, I'm warming up. Come on. Come on, man. Five, Give five me stars. some respect there. That's, they, they did everything wrong in his debut in that moment. 
and none of it that. Was a, it was a debacle. Yeah. It's bad. But the funniest part after that is Johnny B. Bad and Missy Hyatt are talking. Oh. And she starts to start talking. And he says, Baby, hush, that Missy. Hit you? <laughs> she said, she see, he just went, Hush, Missy. And they go to the next segment. Oh, it's Missy, so, can't you believe they so fucked that debut up so good? <laughs> he just told me to hush. It, it, Can it you believe they interviewed him right after the match and he was out of breath? Missy. Let me talk to Flair. <laughs> She's like, I'm so mad. And he's like, hush, so Missy. Stupid. We got an interview coming up with Mr. Wonderful. I was like, oh, no. So Bischoff is interviewing Mr. Wonderful. and Behind they, the curtain, by the way. Behind yeah, the like, right before he walks out. Jack oh, chases right. him out with a shovel. Yeah. So that takes us to our next match, which is Cactus Jack <laughs> defeating Paul Orndorff in a false count anywhere match. 12 minutes and 17 seconds. Ugh. Like, I fucking love this match. Uh, <laughs> it was a fun match. I put fully as God. Uh, Orndorff looked great Ugh. as well. Um, yes. The spot where <laughs> I put the spot where Orndorff suplexes him over the guardrail is legendary. Also, when he throws him over the two and he like over the two rails, uh, you have to go back and watch it. He does all his classic spots. Craig will talk about the elbow on the ground. He did the falling on the back, uh, you know, on the concrete. Uh, this was thumbs up. This for a second, <sighs> WCW was like, let's fucking push Cactus. Let's show people what he can do. And this match was per- Orndorff, to his credit, is a, was a veteran here at this point and legendary, I say. And uh, and he understood like the story of this match. He, Paul Orndorff like went, fed into this and did everything he could do to. I mean, he beat the shit out of Cactus Jack. Don't get me wrong, but he understood like this guy sells. That's his big thing is he sells. So I have to do these brutal moves to him so he can do his fall on the fucking concrete on face or whatever. It was, yeah. It's a different match. Cactus Jack brought to the table so just such a different style that people are used to. And it was like the it was like the most people were like, let me get my shit in so I can look good. Cactus is like, you need to get your shit in so I can fall brutally. And it's just totally the opposite of what yeah, as most what most people are like, what? Yeah, you want me to what? I want you to throw me on my face. Oh, okay. I thought you were gonna come here and try to just tell me you don't want to take this move and you want me to, you know what I mean? Like he was so unselfish and such a different person here. I was just so happy to see like WCW push him here. And even as a fan back here in 93, I loved it because I love Cactus even back here. Um, I give this a massive thumbs up. I love yeah. this match. I loved it. Go ahead, Dave. Craig, what do you got? Oh, go ahead, Craig. Yeah, Craig. Uh, massive thumbs up also. Um, no, I mean, uh, the intensity of it from the very, very beginning. Uh, they looked like they were having fun out there. This is fully enjoyed every second of putting his body on the line. We don't understand it. I don't understand it. Why he, I was telling before we went on the podcast and started it like, when he pulled up the mats for the first time, he did a very simple standing elbow drop where he puts his hand out to kind of protect Orndorff and he blows his hip. And then after the hip, like he gets up and he hurts it. And yeah. then he gets up and then does the sunset flip on the concrete. And that's even before the suplex. That's even before the yeah. two rail thing. But I think he he loved it. This is what Foley loved to do, and it it worked. Like it was just it was brutal, and it was awesome, and it's memorable, and it kept the the, the white hot crowd going here. Um, oh yeah, loved it, loved it. Yeah. Um, my my notes are 
as, as, it's a street fight. Falls count anywhere. That That's the match. In case anybody didn't pick that up. Um, the sunset flip was painful to watch. I, Cactus, I, th- I, I thought he hurt himself there for sure. Um, the elbow, to your point, Craig, I think a lot of people talk about it. if you don't take it, if you if anyone's ever gotten a hip pointer, um, you fall funny tackling somebody on a football field and you take your hip right to the ground first. It, it's extremely painful. And he took that to the concrete. So, Craig, I, I totally get where you're laying down there. Um, the suplex on the safety rail, good gravy. I, like, what are you doing? Like, Cactus, I'm, I'm, I'm really scared for you. And I, I put a note in here. I, I said, you know, uh, Mr. Wonderful should have used the the rail to try to pin him there. That would have been a cool little set because you could see. I don't know if he was trying to pull it apart to do that, but I thought of that. I'm like, why didn't you use the rail? No, I think he just you? didn't. He didn't want to hop over it because he's getting up there. Like at that point, he was still yeah. like, yeah, because he had to hop over three times. I think he was trying to get wait. through. Yeah, he didn't want to fucking jump yeah. over the rail. He wanted to, try to get through. <clears throat> yeah, but like Foley so, stopped him from doing it. It's very strange. Foley was like, don't do that. Let me just, just ran me, my head into it. Yeah, I just ran yeah. my head into it. I'll, I'll crawl into it. I'll, I'll which was which was it. awesome looking too, as stiff as yeah. shit when he threw his head. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah. He's he's throwing his head into the railing. Um, it's just it's, it's, unprotected so much, into a st- yeah. And um and then on top of that, then he starts ripping he starts ripping Foley's uh, knee brace off. He chokes him with it, and then he starts to lay into him with it. And then I, I don't know if you guys noticed, but he took the knee that where the knee brace was on. And he started to throw it into the concrete twice. And I don't know if you can hear that. I mean, it sounds like he could have blown out his, his kneecap. I mean, it was, you can hear the slap of his knee hitting the concrete. It's, it's kind of horrifying. Um, I just, like I said, how do you actually did, game that or gimmick that? Do you let his thigh I, hit like a, or his, I, I his top of his cap? It how had to have been that? the meat of his thigh. Yeah. But you can hear it. Am I crazy? You can hear it. You can hear it slapping against the concrete, right? Yeah. Maybe you know, the, the little, Little extra layers are helping. They don't know how to fall right. Foley was slapping the concrete. I don't know, but <laughs> with his hand. Then, then he starts taking the, him being Mr. Wonderful, takes the chair to the leg. And I don't know if you noticed, like Orndorf almost gets upset and, and hits Mick Foley <laughs> in the throat. It's a, it's a really chair. quick jab in the throat. I'm like, what dude, calm down. What the fuck is wrong with you? Like yeah. he, he's laying everything up for you. You gotta hit him in the throat with a chair. Like, what is going on? And <laughs> And on Still top down. of that, at the end of it all, and I'm, I'm, I'm giving this a total thumbs up, but I'm, I'm definitely, if I see Orndorf in another life, I'm going to tell him that you are a total asshole. And the reason why is because Mick took all that for you and you couldn't take a plastic snow shovel to the head. <laughs> you had to put both hands up and ruin the finish. Like, screw you. What is wrong with you? Just take it, you pussy. He had to put both hands up. Yeah. He never the, even just so Dave, before head. your point is valid. The finish of the match is or, um, uh, uh, fully yeah. take. He hits the hits order with a shovel in the face. Finally, come back, big pop. But that's the yeah. end of the match, Dave. Go and ahead. that's the end of the match, and that's the pinfall. But it never touches order. <laughs> he puts face. his hands up to protect himself. Such a baby, as any uh, good wrestler would do. I don't care. Except I, I, and I get I get that in ninety eight percent of other matches, but this is the Mick Foley match, and he just laid his whole body on the line like he does for everyone else. And you mm, like he you got to destroy him for like t- 
16 minutes and he wants to get that one plastic shovel hit on you and you can't handle it. Like, come on. But I, I still, because of Mick Foley and everything, I give it a huge thumbs up. I, I couldn't believe what the man has done and probably would continue to do if he could for, for us in wrestling. Thumbs up Craig, all the way down. What did you think, Craig? Oh, he, thumbs up. He thumbs was up you, all the way. He, oh, he already he went. Gave, he, he, yeah. yeah, he went down. He 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 gave the whole way out. I, I totally agree. So Yeah, this match was good. It was like the beginning of them finally realizing what they had with Foley, and it was awesome. Like, I loved it, too. Yeah. So uh, was there an interview segment? I don't remember. I didn't write it. Yeah, down. we have Bischoff. They interviewed Madden. Foley right after? No, thank I'm goodness they didn't do that. Um, they had Bischoff, Bad, and Missy all together again, and she. Oh, they, 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 they basically say, "Well, you've got it all right oh, so far, Missy, even though you didn't get the crazy. interview." You and guys having like, fun. So Missy announces that Ric Flair will make an appearance on the pay per view <laughs> later tonight. Um, and then, um, and then they ask Johnny Bad about the about the Rhodes match being matchup coming up, and they're trying they're trying to hype that up, basically like. Yeah, like you know, Rick like everyone's talking about basically oh. roads, roads planned for Simmons, so it's gonna be a problem. <laughs> blah, 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 you know, and then we get to this shit. <laughs> what? Oh, so match we got the next five. match is uh, match number five. Is it's mm. uh, uh, it was from Smoky Mountain, right? It was a uh, Rock and Roll Express. I think it was. Yeah. They defeated the oh, heavenly wow. bodies who were just Love starting. It. The heavenly bodies were basically fucking Midnight Express. Uh, it's Tom Pritchard and Stan Lane who were the original team of the Heavenly Bodies, but uh, beautiful Bob mm-hmm. in their corner. He got dismissed early. 12 Not minutes, for 52 yep. seconds. Uh, let's read you what I wrote. So, yeah, please. It, it was a solid tag match. It's the same oh. stuff that rock and roll had been doing for years before. Nothing new. I don't, it was just don't like it. silly backfiring, you know, get the guy to run into Cornette. Cornette takes a bump. The crowd popped. The crowd was into this match. I can't say they weren't. <laughs> They, uh, oh, they love they love the rock and roll. Express. The ending yeah. was cl- the ending was a little clustery, but I give it a thumbs in the middle because it was a solid tag match. I mean, look, I, I never got the yeah. the Rock and Roll Express. I know a lot of people did. Man. It was super popular in Crockett. This I never so got weird. them. Um, but uh, but people reacted to them hugely, and of course, the but Midnight's Jeff- and the Rock and Roll Express feud is legendary. Here, it was just a fraction of what the Midnight's used to be. It was uh, yeah. uh, Jim Cornette. He had already started Smoky Mountain Wrestling at this point. He wanted a little bit of publicity, so he came in here. Cornette from behind with that tennis racket. Here comes Bobby Eaton and Stan Lane. All three of the heavenly bodies and Cornette now attacking the rock and roll. Cornette with a big racket right into the midsection of Gibson. Gibson can't see. Guts, they got- um, I-, I give it a thumbs in the middle. I got to respect it only because like yeah. they didn't fuck up like it was just a solid tag match, but it I wasn't sw- anything. Oh my god! You know they had to also no, no, the yeah, fucking I, false count anywhere match. So that's yeah, why yeah, good luck with that. Ahead, it's, it's it's a blow off match for one, yeah. but Jess, I swear the the things that you're saying, I was saying in my head, and I thought you guys were gonna like kick my ass because oh, it's the Rock and Roll Express. They're so great. Blah blah blah. I'm I like, never, I never like, got them. I'm like, I, I, I never don't, got them. I don't get it. I don't yeah. get it. I don't. I, don't I never, I never it. got them. I, I, I don't you know, at all. It's part of the reason yeah. why I didn't really give a shit about the Rockers either. It was the same thing. Like I just didn't. It's the same I thing. Like I so, just didn't so, care. Yeah. So to your point, Cornet tunes up the crowd, you know, and then like it's because he's you great. Because he's Cornet, and then Bobby Eden, you know, goes to the dressing room or like you said, and I, I do. I have a hard time with this because I don't get it, but the crowd is into it. Double suplex was kind of cool. The hill tactics are everywhere. The ending was so messed up. 
like yeah i didn't like people tried to pin people that weren't legal and the legal <laughs> person came in and pinned and won i'm like what well, what why would you even bother like i don't yeah the ref didn't even see the pin and so that doesn't matter but then oh now and, and you can even tell shivani was like well that was something um at the end, he's like, well, that was definitely something. And I was like, this was so bad. I felt like it was it was rushed. It was ill-timed. I, I know that someone had said that there was another tag team that was supposed to come in. And I think I think the Rock and Roll Express brought like a last-minute ad because they weren't sure if they were going to get them is what it sounded like. Yeah. Because so well, the, the Heavenly Bodies broke weird. up after this. Or like, or they, they broke from Beautiful Bobby. Yeah, thing, I think right? so. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. and, and by the way, you know it's a it, it's a Pritchard in here. By the way, not the not the Pritchard we all talk about, but there is his brother. In this match. This brother, baby. Brother. Um, so, uh, what's, yeah, you, the doc, what, the what's your thumb rating, Dave? I, I I gave it a thumbs middle as well because I I can't I can't deny the crowd reaction. They were all into it. It, it kept them going into the next matches. So I was like, well, you know, it worked. They knew what was going to make the crowd happy. But I look at it now, and maybe it's maybe it's just old eyes compared to what we've seen before, but. And I was like, were they the were they the ones that made this kind of match work? Because now I I feel like I see this shit every day. I feel like I'm watching. No, um, they were pioneers, this, and like they they just had their finger on the pulse of the yeah. crowd, and and the the women always loved Rock and Roll Express. It's, it was weird. It was. It's weird. the beginning of flippy yeah. shit, and they're yeah, in it Asheville, was the beginning of flippy which shit, they yeah. this is their bread and butter that they had done the the loop with Midnight for for years before this. I'm giving it a thumbs up because the crowd was so into it. They were That's fine. acceptable. Yeah. That's fine. And it was so just emblematic of the 80s and the midnight rock and roll. But Cornette was trying to infuse a little bit of like the heavenly bodies kind of in there. Like, why wouldn't you just have beautiful body and stand doing it one more time with them? Uh, That's but true. Smoky Mountain, you pushing yeah. heavenly bodies. Um but I thought it was great. Like you look the the, the little things they do about cutting off and Ricky Morton just taking a beating the entire time. Like they, they laid out what tag team wrestling kind of was like back then. Yeah. And I hated them back in the day. Like I was like, these old farts, I'm tired. Like I never respected it. The older I get, yeah, I, I thought back they were today old. The I thought the rock and roll express was old in 93 here. Correct. They're still wrestling. They're yeah. still fucking wrestling today. They're still wrestling. Yes. Now, yeah. They're still wrestling. It's amazing. I hated watching this in 93. I was like, get them off my television. Yeah. But now in, uh, you know, X many years later, like I respect, I respected them, but like they had the crowd eating out of the palm of their hand. They were having fun and they, they did like they were, it was just so natural. It was a bit clusterfucky the ending, but like it yeah. was, I liked it. I, Thumbs I up. didn't even know who was legal. It was so messed up, but yeah. Um, yeah. But, I, 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 I agree with you, Craig. I think that's, but you see the young bucks, how inspired, like they are. I was going to say it, it's the two young generations bucks from rock and roll is what it, is what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly what I was thinking too. Yeah. Yep. So that's I don't mean to speed is. everybody up, but I want to make sure we can't pace here. So the next match is the WCW <laughs> US heavyweight championship match. Dustin Rhodes defending his title against Max Payne. He defeated him by disqualification. Max Payne, as we talked about earlier, was Jesus. the last replacement for uh, Ron Simmons, which I would have enjoyed to see that match. Uh, Ron Simmons and Dustin, by the way. Uh, 11 minutes and 28 seconds, way too long. I'm just going to be quick. I gave it a thumbs down. They didn't click. Max Payne actually looked kind of cool until he took his fucking jacket off. Who told him that that tight situation <laughs> was fine? 
with the blue stripe down the side and not not full leggers. It like bad. ended after his knee. It was fucking awful. Like he's he a, like a aw- Saturday morning biker Tour de France guy that you see like yes. pissing you off when you're driving like, a Starbucks. He looked like, fine with whatever you know image they were going. The punk, the goth, whatever they were trying to do with him. Okay, I'll buy yeah. it. The jacket was kind of cool. He's a big guy. Like when he took his jacket off, I laughed. I was like, I fucking forgot. Yeah. They, they let him <laughs> later when he won the tag titles, like a year later with Mick Foley, he put a t-shirt on and long legging black tights. Yeah. He's tried to look semi better, but whoever fucking like produced this match or just produced anyway, nobody stopped yeah. him and said, wait, are you fucking wearing that? Yeah. No, don't Your tits wear look that. horrible like, in that singlet, Max. Max. Yeah. And did you see that, Shivani? Payton grabbed the referee and right into Dustin Rhodes. And Rhodes calling for the bell. He's asking for the bell. And he throws Dustin over the top. So he's going to get disqualified here. But he's not. He's, oh, my goodness. I don't think he cares. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, the winner as a result of a disqualification. And still, United States heavyweight champion of Metro, Dustin Your your breasts. Hey, not 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 everybody has that wife that says that that's what you're gonna wear tonight. Like <laughs> so anyway, yeah, it didn't work. Yeah. They didn't gel. Thumbs down. Go ahead, Dave. It, well, it, it was garbage. Thumbs down I, for me. No, I, I seriously feel like I I was I was being too too nice about. it. I almost gave it a thumbs middle, but I'm I'm kind of what, <laughs> no. like, looking looking to fly back on it. But no, you know, uh, you can, you can feel Dustin working on the arm for a bit, and I saw this portion where Max flings Dustin by his arm and his whole body. I was like, wow, that was kind of cool. Um, and like, did I see a mule kick in there? I think I saw a mule he kick. He takes three powders in the first 60 seconds. <laughs> yeah, dumb. I just, you know, and I just, I, I, I look at the abdominal stretch and I look at him bumping the ref <laughs> and I look at him getting disqualified. And I'm like, why is this on pay-per-view? Yeah, I, I, I really tried for Dustin to give this something better than a thumbs down, but I, I'm with you, Jess. It's it's getting one of the rare thumbs down of this of this pay-per-view here. And I don't think it's Dustin's fault. I think again, we're looking at we should have seen Ron Simmons and maybe he was legitimately hurt. That's weird. I just don't know where Max Payne came from. I'm not sure where and what happened. I'd have to do more research to find out if Simmons was legitimately hurt when they had he was. The last he was. I think his shoulder he was. Yeah. yeah then, he was. I mean, it is it is what it is, but it's a thumbs down, but it's it's almost out of their control. They had to find a replacement. But again, this is this is not the Vince McMahon saying, "Hey, um, if someone's hurt or doesn't show, we have to give them something better." They didn't think that way here. <laughs> just, no. Let's put it that way. And it's, Craig, it's, go it's ahead. What do you think? Yeah. I did. I just I, I chimed in before. Thumbs down. God it was garbage. It. I don't know why I'm missing my review for some reason. No, no, no. Sorry. He just he 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 wasn't. He didn't go, but he said thumbs down like right in between them. He oh. just threw it in there. Yeah, you're good. It's garbage. So, uh, we'll move on to the next. <laughs> this is we garbage. Had, <laughs> we had after this. We had Ric Flair's Tally Hood return. He comes out to the arena. Massive. Yeah, Shivani gives him an interview. Yep. Yeah. Shivani gives him an interview. Um, it's great to see him back. I got to give you the best line of, of, of this interview right before the next match starts. Uh, he basically says that, yeah, we're watching a match for the title that I never lost. And this and this is for the NWA championship with before Flair left for WWF. They yep. broke ties with the NWA. So Flair actually became the first ever WCW champion because they withdrew from the NWA at that point. So Flair at that point was the last known NWA champion. And then he became the first WCW champion in 91. Just to give you a little quick thing. Yep. And then he leaves yeah, and takes the belt to yeah. WWF and all that stuff. The same belt. It's a real that great quick recap. Is the same belt. 
So I like the way they connected it. I the the whole NWA bringing the NWA back was failed uh, here. I hated it. Um, however, this was my favorite incarnation of Barry Windham. It was Barry Windham taking on Great Muda for the uh, NWA Heavyweight Championship? Even, even that was mustache. Twenty-four minutes and ten <laughs> seconds. Uh, Barry Windham defeats Muda and wins the championship here. You know, overall, um, I put it wasn't the match I expected from those two because I expected a lot from them. The ending was really good and hot. I liked the way Muda kept going up for the moonsault and he fu- he kept he just couldn't fucking do it. And then uh, Wyndham hit him with that jumping DDT, which was like his finisher after he became heel. I love this look for Wyndham here with the goatee and everything. Like it was my favorite uh, version of Wyndham. Um, that and mustache awesome got a little trim, Jess. Come on. Yeah, and it, and <laughs> Wyndham looked awesome with the title. I give it a thumbs in the middle. I, it, I could understand if somebody what? gave it a thumbs down with these two people in it. I gave it a what? thumbs in the middle. It was too. It was way too long. This match was way too fucking no, long. Oh, um, Jess, you got it. Was way oh. too long. And every time they no. started to gain momentum, every time they started to gain momentum, they just they fucked I, themselves and went back to a wear down hold that put me to bed. I'm, I yeah, I'm giving so it a thumbs more. down because it was half wear down holds. They did not oh, gel yes. together at it was all. So, like I know you guys was, have an affinity I, to Muda. I, it was awful. I love Muda. Oh. I love Muda and Wyndham. I really do. And uh, I just I, I I almost gave it a thumbs down, but I gave it a I thumbs down. I feel like I'm way. Because, I don't know. I'm way off on this because I, 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 I mean, we all, I mean, if I'm, unless I'm wrong, is this the only world title that Wyndham ever won? Yes. I looked at this and I, I looked at the work. And I looked at the story and like them filling each other out. You know, they don't see each other very often. It, it is a lot of feel. It's a lot of wear down to see where you are. And I, I looked at the whole thing and I looked at it. I looked at the slow build through the entire time where they realized that they have to do they have to put a full title match in a situation that is, as we've talked about on previous podcasts, this is one of those, you know, um, synergy type of situations between two different really organizations and federations. And I, 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 maybe I just have a soft spot for Barry here because it's his first and only world title. And I gave it a thumbs up. I, I watched the whole thing. I watched Muda react. I watched him on the outside and all of a sudden snap back into it and, and give the crowd something like I'm, I'm, I'm back and I'm reacting and Wyndham responds to that. And I, I see the story. I, yeah. I, I was really into it, but man, I, I thought for sure we would all agree on this one. Um, but I, I gave it a thumbs up, but I, but maybe I'm, I'm, I'm no, I, and I remember when I watched it live as a younger Jess, um, I popped huge for Wyndham. Uh, you're like, yeah, Wyndham got um, one, right? Yeah. Like I loved it. I, and I knew the NWA wasn't as valuable as it should have been back here. It wasn't the same thing, but I just, I loved Wyndham back here in his heel turn. And I always liked Wyndham. He's a fantastic worker. Um, and, uh, but, and I love the great Muda and it just, this was different. It was just a, they, they made a mistake with bringing the NWA title back to begin with. And then they kind of indirectly without saying so just pretty much made it a Japanese title, which was hard for American audiences to keep up with. They would just bring someone back. And even though Muda was a big part of like 88, 89 in WCW and he was TV champion and all that. But when he left, it's that WCW changed so much behind the scenes so much like they reset every fucking year. Like so people almost didn't remember Muda that much when they came when he came back here. Of course, I knew who he was, but um, it was just weird. It just felt like he was Muda was being inserted just so he could lose to Wyndham. And then, of course, they did the thing with Flair at the end where Flair pushed the ref out of the way and put the belt on Wyndham. And Wyndham turned around like, don't you fucking. Which was cool. Off the that fact- was kind of cool. Yeah, no, that yeah, was, was fine good. because they used to be horsemen together. Yeah. So it was just like, is and Wyndham going to be cool? Um, I, 
like I, I know that Flair was destined for bigger and better things, but Flair was a lot of fun uh, in the booth. Like I, I enjoyed him in there. Yes, yes. Um, except for the comment that did not age well was, "Oh boy, those Japs are tough." And I'm like, "Oh, okay. I did not like, hear that. I didn't yep, hear like, that." Yeah, I oh yeah. That. They might have edited it out, but oh, I, no. I watched this pay per view a million times and I recorded you, it on VHS. You remember it specifically? Yes. And so yeah, he just. He just out of nowhere, it was like a yeah, thing. They were talking about it. And he was like, man, these Japs are tough. But I was like, uh, no, you should not say that. <laughs> 27 no. years ago, almost 28 years ago. Oh, my God, we're old. Wow. But even then, even then, wow. when he said it then, I was just like, I was like, you should probably not just refer to him as Japs like that. It's probably not what you should do. But, yeah, uh, that's not. That was our Ric Flair. So uh, I know, Craig, you already weighed in. I caught that this time. Huh? You're all, actually, no, Jess, I didn't. <laughs> I'm like, fuck. Uh, so no. they they played the last vignette, and here we go. It's the main event. Uh, Big Van Vader defends no, the WWE. Non-sanctioned, just Yeah, it was non-sanctioned. No. Actually, I, you're correct. Thank you, Dave, for that. Actually, uh, WCW <laughs> title was not on the line here. Big Van Vader <laughs> was heavyweight champion uh, because it was non-sanctioned. Uh, he defeated Sting in 20 minutes and 54 seconds in a brutal fucking White Castle of Fear strap match. Um, it's brutal. <laughs> I love that so they much put, whipping, I so love much that blood. they put Vader over faces. I love that Vader was so brutal that he would pin people clean a lot. That was not over Sting. Like, like that's in crazy. the WWF. But at the same time, if it's not sanctioned and your whole big like culmination for the night was NWA championship with Wyndham and the return of Flair and Muda, why in the fuck would Sting not have won this match if Vader wouldn't have lost the WCW title to begin with and it was non-sanctioned? Why not? Like you, then Sting could get a title match and Vader could beat him. Like Clash of the Champions in two months or whatever. It's Vader. It's WCW on top of it. So, like, I of all things, I was just like, man, like this match was brutal. Look, but yeah. if you're just talking about the match, this match is brutal. Vader's choke slam on Sting was always fucking yeah. tough, man. Like Jesus Christ. Like these guys were awesome. They and Vader was not. Wait, he fucking get split open. He take his mask off and fucking tell Sting to punch me in the face. You don't see Vader being like fucking hit me. Like it was awesome. I loved Vader here. I loved the way Sting. Proved that he could work so many different styles here. Sting was awesome. He never blinked an eye when he had to take Vader on or help put Vader over and make Vader a force. Um, as people remember, in Great American Bash 92, Vader pinned Sting clean to win his first ever WCW Heavyweight Championship. And Sting had no problem doing it because Sting's that fucking good. Um, the ending was a little confusing <laughs> because you never really knew the rules of their strap match or whatever. But overall, this match is a thumbs up. It's a fucking a brutal, yeah. amazing like just two guys fighting and they made it look real. And it really, you always roll your eyes at unsanctioned. You're like, fucking whatever. But like, they just fucking made it look different than any other match on the card, even with cactus Jack on the card, which was just cactus normally selling and taking brutal spots. These guys, especially with Vader fucking always busting himself open the hard way. It, it, you got that real feel, especially when Vader took his mask off and sting. him. I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, you, you felt like, you no, know, these two are really in a fight, even though they totally were both in control and they understood what each other can do and what limits they had. I just, ah, oh, man, I think this um, whole pay-per-view, it, what a breath of fresh air. I Thumbs up. Go ahead, Dave. Sorry. He's hitting Sting's hands. He can't break him loose. He got it. He touched it. Vader won it. Ladies and gentlemen, the winner of this Super Bowl three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, th- thumbs up. I, I think um, 
what's interesting about the whole thing is you, you see them, you know, strapping the crap out of each other. You see them, like, like Jess said, hard way opening, uh, busting each other up in the, in the face. And when it was all said and done, Vader literally gets popped back into the fourth turnbuckle, which is major controversy, which could have led to anything, which is maybe where they were going, but they changed things uh, after the fact. And at the end of it, when Vader rolls out of the ring and takes the strap off, like Sting's still ready to go. I don't know if you guys noticed that. Like he was not winded. He was, he was lucid. Like I, I felt like, I feel like there was there was more to do, and maybe that's what they were trying to get to. But I I I love this match. I know we we I think all three of us kind of crap on the ending because Vader should have just you know punished him and took all four corners and moved on to the next thing, or you know let Sting win it. And that weird controversial. Well, it looks like Sting broke it up, and he but he fell into the fourth turnbuckle um, is always something of controversy, which is obviously what they wanted. It's what they got. Um, in, in the final match of something like that, you would think to carry the storyline further, you'd have a, a real resolute winner in a non-sanctioned match that wasn't the champion, to Jess's point. But still, match on match and everything else and the work they put in, it's a thumbs up. It's it's purely enjoyable to watch. You can watch it over and over. This is one reason why you should have the network, so you can just go to this match whenever you want to. Thumbs up. Yeah, uh, massive thumbs up to a uh, and a great end to a, a thumbs up pay per view, um, yeah. which was fantastic and had a little bit of everything. Um, I mean, it's it's and it was all about the wrestling. I mean, other than the maybe Johnny B Bad and the White Castle of Fear video, oh, it's about it, this hush, thing. Hush, Missy. This was about the uh, this was about the the wrestling. Oh, big old and Vader's gonna take on Sting. I can't wait. <laughs> Fire it! Uh, I got that confetti for you. It, it, one, possibly the best strap match of all time. The most intense that yeah. I've ever seen Sting. Um, the bloodiest I've ever seen Vader. Uh, it was just uh, it was great uh, and and a nice cap to the event. Uh, it was great. That's all I got. The, the, the only better match I could think of in, in a situation like this, not necessarily a strap, but, you know, because Sting and Vader, like, put it on the table is Flair and Vader. Like, the, it's the only thing that I could think of that might top that match. Vader in, brought in that. Vader like, set. the big, the great thing is, is Vader always was, he was notorious for telling his opponents, like, fucking hit me. Like, he would get yeah, mad. You'd almost see him talk to him, like, real. fucking hit me. Like, you know, like, you to, he's fucking 400 pounds. Like, don't get me, like. You'll swell my eye. Yeah. That's about it. We've like, talked I'm about fine. the underrate the underratedness of Vader, I think, in, in, in previous episodes. And and back I here mean, it was so I loved I think I liked 93 so much and I loved WCW when it actually was fire on all cylinders that it always it's most successful, whether it was showing an attendance or pay-per-view buy rates or not, it, it's most successful was when they were just like, we're just going to be different from WWF. And WWF didn't put anything like this on like this year no. in 93 or I mean, not until years, not later, even close with the even so bubblegum in comparison. Yeah. Like here, Hogan was about ready to come back for WrestleMania nine here and fucking do the Yokozuna bullshit thing. And like, oh, uh. it was all still and, they were putting, and, Bre- <laughs> and Brett was right. doing good matches. Brett was doing good matches, but like they were not doing strap matches like this. And, you know, having a, a different promotion, the NWA coming. I don't. I don't. I don't were, think there you know, was a. I don't think there was. There's probably a no blood clause in WWF at this time. Showing a uh, great athleticism like Benoit and Too Cold. Uh, you know, Cactus trying to emerge here and just you know an old veteran like Orndorff getting it and putting him over. That nothing was like, uh, you know WWF was still number one here for sure. 
But like, it, I loved this WCW in '93, and Bulldog. This comes is in what starts comes to tip the chasm, though, right? To your point, this is what. Uh, not, to I mean, chasm. they still had, they still had a while to go. But I mean, like, it was just, uh, well, I guess uh, you know, a they year don't, and a half. They don't later, even have Hogan yet. But I guess can, a year and a year the, and a half later, Hogan did come in and change it and and took them back a little bit because it went bubble mm-hmm. gummy old WWF, and then the NWO hit like three years later. But that was much later. But uh, but again. WWF wasn't doing anything like the NWO and WCW did it. And that is what actually put them over the top. But before then, yeah. I always liked the periods of WCW where the, they were not trying to make the monies and do the same fucking thing that Vince was always doing. They were different <clears> here. <throat> this pay-per-view was so different. And even Slamboree a couple months after this was so different and gritty. And I loved it. It was just a contrast of, I like WWF too back here. I enjoyed their stuff as well. But then I would go here and I'm like, this is good shit. You know, you got to see people like well, Rick Rude, you know, like Russell, of, the way he always wanted to, like in pay per views like this. Of, and think about it like this: even though the, the opening, the opening match has the savior of WWE and Stone Cold Steve Austin. That, that's your opening match here. Number one, um, number two, you have uh, Chris Benoit, who is a future WWE champion, uh, and like I said, Scorpio is entirely underrated. Then, um, yeah, you've got. You've got Cactus Jack. You've got Mick Foley, who's a future WWE champion uh, and someone that we hold and many people hold in their hearts as, as, as amazing. Um, then you got Dustin Rhodes, who becomes Goldust. We've talked about that enough to understand that that's come on. That's ridiculous. Look how much look how much put WWE over the top that was on this pay-per-view right now. And Barry Windham, Great Muda. It's not even, you know, Vader. We've talked about over and over. You don't even talk about the fact that you know, the guy called Heater. Max Payne. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, he was amazing. No, you don't even you don't even think about the fact that Harlem Heat are, are not even on this pay per view. Neither was uh, Rick Rude, and Rick Rude, and and, and all these injured. All, all the immense talent that, that that would come up from here, and Ron Simmons, by the way, um, that Ron Simmons, is yeah, play, and the the talent in WCW at this moment is the reason why this pay per view left us with a thumbs up, even when probably their top talent didn't all quite make the baby either by injury or just booking or whatever. So yeah. Overall, I guess the world champions here. Craig, I know you enjoyed it as well. Craig It's the best. It was good. Excellent. Yeah. Yes. Go watch it. it, it. Definitely want to you need, you you need to watch it. It's not even a question. So hit us up on Instagram at OWB2019. Click on Linktree. You can find us on several platforms, including Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google Podcast. And anything we talk about is inspired by the WWE Network. So do yourself a favor and get your free month today to watch anything WWE, WCW, ECW, and more. This is Dave, Jess, and Craig with the OWP signing off. Have a good one.
Yeah.